It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NVR Broncos live coming to you from Studio X, where the X stands for extra excited to tell you about our presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's go. It's time for a new name or a new studio. (laughs) No, I just wanted to segue into the presenting sponsor a different way today. Mm, It wasn't about the studio name. Is that it? Uh, Yeah, get it all together. Okay, let's go. You got five. Four, we already got three. a delay of game, uh, so yeah, yeah, we're, we <laughs> let's move we back five yards and start the show. Uh, the clock still counts, though. Last show before the game. Uh, of course, we will have the tailgate Sunday morning, so you can see Henry and I there. Um, we also have the actual tailgate before the game, which ah. get your tickets. Um, no better way to get to the game than to use the bus, and there's a bunch of bus tickets left. So get on the bus. Use um, that as a way to... Get to and from the stadium because it's 10 bucks round trip on the bus from the DNVR mm-hmm. bar. Incredible. Then you get down to the tailgate. We've got Mile High City sliders down there. We've got Breck Brews. We've got all sorts of fun stuff. So get your ticket to the tailgate and we will see you there. The Damn, chat. Logan said all of them were counting down yep. out loud and it didn't help. Wow. Speaking of, Justin Outen talked about that today and uh, said, you know, it shows how good the crowd is, how smart they are, how passionate they are, and then was asked, do you want them to keep doing it? And he said, hopefully we don't need the help, yes. but if we do, go for it. Let's go. That's what we call reality, being in touch with reality. Um, if I was, you know, telling him what he should say, I would say, we're not going to need it right. again. Yes, yeah, he said, but hopefully we won't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... You know, we can joke about this stuff, but I do think it is nice to see that Nathaniel Hackett has been extremely open about how he knows that he needs to get better at these things and he's willing to get better. I mean, it's been talked about every single day. Um, And he even today, what did he say? Um, 
he had a quote about essentially the same thing, which is just like, I know that I have to get better and I'm going to. Uh, and that has to be the first step. It's not as if Nathaniel Hackett's not smart enough to figure this out like he is. So it has been refreshing to see. I'll just and, say that. And that's why it was disappointing last week is because we had the one line and then everything else kind of defended the decision. And it's like, well, and I think we even talked about this. We said, you have to understand that there's a problem, but in order to address it this week, he clearly does. Uh, and I have his quote right here. He said, um, you've always been a coordinator. And this is talking about him being aggressive as an offensive guy. You've always oh, been right. a coordinator. You've always been from the standpoint of you want to score more touchdowns. As I'm learning more, you have to remove that emotion. You have to look at it from a head coach standpoint, what's best for the team at the time i will say scoring more touchdowns best for the team <laughs> that is true. Yeah. you don't have to separate those two things yeah and it's interesting he's talked to of course dom capers who has a lot of experience in this but he's also talked to to george payton which i find very uh interesting and the reason for that uh we found out today is just to pick as many brains as possible about this but this is kind of the first time where i think nathaniel hackett has took a step back and said oh shit this is a lot. This is this is hard. Uh, because remember, just two weeks ago, right before the first game, he was asked, you nervous? This is your first game as a head coach? And he said, this isn't my first game. I'm not nervous. I don't think he quite understood just, and, and, and not just him, I think pretty much every first-time head coach doesn't understand just how much there is on your plate from a week-to-week -week basis. But in those 60 minutes of game time, how much is going on? Wouldn't the coordinator have kept the offense on the field? That is a good point. Yes, and been aggressive in that aspect. Totally. Like, that part doesn't make sense to me. Like, that's not a coordinator thought. Unless you was at one point a special teams coordinator, but I don't think that was the case. Mm -hmm. no. no, it's a good point. And I, that goes back to my theory that he's been overthinking a little bit. Yep. Uh, and just thinking, like, what, like, maybe, I don't know if it's what would my dad do? What would the head coach do? You know, instead of just doing what, what he feels is right. And, you know, it's weird to go to George Payton on paper, but George Payton's watched a million football games. He knows the difference between good clock management and bad clock management. But George um, Payton's never been in that situation, though. That no, he is hasn't. what makes it a little bit different. Yeah, so maybe he should come to me because I've been really good at clock management and that. <laughs> do you, but do you have the voices in your head? I wish, I honestly think that's what the problem is with Nathaniel Hackett. And I wish he would just say it because it would be an incredible quote. But he's like, there's too many voices in my head. They need to calm down. <laughs> honestly, I think that's what's going on. And so I think that is something where George Payton can help him of saying like, Okay, let's actually look at the five people or how many people are actually talking to you and let's eliminate the ones that aren't necessary. Yeah, and, and you know, I've always told you, Zach, you have to have a philosophy as a head coach and then that is your tiebreaker. Right. When you get into a tough situation, you just say, who are we as a team? And from day one, I've been telling these guys we are an aggressive team. Then you just you side with the aggressive one when push comes to shove. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it hasn't necessarily worked out for Brandon Staley to this point. But now Brandon Staley's been questioning himself and, yeah. you know, yeah. going back on it. And it's like, no, I, I think I've used this analogy before. It's like, you're trying to win at slot machines. You got to keep playing the same slot because, you know, that thing is triggered to eventually go. You know, it's <laughs> set to a certain thing that it'll eventually go. It's like. If you are the go for it on fourth down guy, keep playing that slot, man. Don't go back on yourself. And, you know, you saw in that uh, Chiefs game last week, they lost by a few points that they could have made up by going for those fourth downs and converting on those drives. So 
Uh, that's one thing that's been disappointing to me for Nathaniel Hackett so far is I just don't know if I think he wanted to be like an analytics guy. Like yeah. that was his identity. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like that's what he's been following. Right. Exactly. No, mm-hmm. completely. And I hope to start we start seeing that this weekend when the brights are going to be the lightest. I hope he steps up to that. Lights are going to be the brightest. The lights are going to be the brightest. <laughs> the brights are so going to be the lightest. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. I mean. He has to. He really has to. Mm-hmm. So, guys, I dug up the official stat last night. Two act, actually, two official mm-hmm. stats. Um, and I wanted to get this one right because I saw it wrong or different in a couple places. Russell Wilson, home primetime games, mm-hmm. nineteen and three mm-hmm. in his career. You know what the third loss is? Um, what? It's the game that he got injured in against the Rams last year. Mm-hmm. Huh. So he gets injured. It's they are down sixteen to seven at the time. Okay. But there's a world, and it's in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. But there's a world in which he comes back and wins that. So like, nineteen and two, nineteen and three with a little asterisk didn't finish the mm-hmm. game in one of them, which is obviously when you expect him to be at his best is at the end. And down sixteen seven, that's where he thrives. And I, those situations. And he had one against the Super Bowl champ though. Yeah, they were. Really good. I've so, got his. Yeah. He's he's got. It. I'm not easy, saying he won. It. I'm money. just saying he didn't get the chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right where they want him. And. He also had won nine in a row before that game. So the dude converts home primetime games. Well, and, and in clutch and against good teams, that's when he's at his best. Additionally, speaking of against good teams, in his career against the 49ers, they played two times a year, obviously, yeah. in that division. 16 and four. Yep. 16 and four in his career against the 49ers, including the last four in a row, and 14 out of the last 16. And that's going all the way back to 2013. So, like, all of the you know versions of the 49ers, whether it's pre-Kyle Shanahan, with Kyle Shanahan, with Colin, you know, maybe not Colin, yeah, probably Colin Kaepernick, all the way to uh, Trey Lance. Well, and and probably the one that matters the most is four and zero in his last four, and then eight and two in the Kyle Shanahan era. So Kyle Shanahan, no matter what help he has or doesn't have on that defensive side, he hasn't been able to figure Russ out. And this is my question to you guys. How much do these numbers matter? Because I've, of course, got a million people in my mention saying these don't matter at all. I think that's definitely wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I guess the inverse would be like, I guess you could just Sharpie in a win. Like, it's not that much. So how much does this matter, Hank? I think the primetime numbers in particular matter a lot more yep. if Jerry Judy plays. Oh. Because there's only so much that he can do by himself. You know, like if, if he's out there doing primetime Russ, like making big plays, putting together the comeback, if there's only one receiver out there who can get open and catch a football, there's only so much Russell can do. And I think that you're just kind of handicapping him where all of a sudden that 19 to 2, like he just doesn't have as much influence on the game without those receivers. I disagree though, because okay. now if we were talking about this stat five years ago when Russ had a great team around him on offense and defense, and you're saying, well, he's probably not going to have that same caliber of weapons this time around as those teams. Okay, I get it. But when you look at the teams he's had the past two and three years, mm-hmm. outside of DK and Tyler Lockett, pretty depleted when it comes to like a team purpose the broncos have a better team uh than what the seattle seahawks have been the last few years even if pat sertan doesn't play we know justin simmons isn't going to play and even if jerry judy doesn't play and quickly where are we out on those two guys 
Um, Pat Sertan practiced today. Really good sign. I expect him to play. Yeah, unless the the only thing, well, the only reason why I would say he wouldn't is just they've taken a very conservative approach. That is true. With a lot of these guys. I mean, mm. Billy Turner practiced all three days at full last week and still didn't play. But I think they kind of. Take that, understand. take that step down with Pat. So that's that's the reason he wouldn't play, but I think he will play. And Jerry Judy is very interesting. We talked to, to Nathaniel Hackett right before practice, and he said Jerry Judy is not going to practice. And then we saw Jerry Judy fully dressed with his helmet on the field right, right when the team was starting to warm up, right when the team started to warm up. He caught a few balls on his own and then went into the locker room. So he did not practice today. Uh, not as op- No, not even. Not as optimistic. Uh, my guess is he wanted to go out there because it, it, what I understand about this injury is it's more of a comfortability uh, and, and a pain tolerance thing. From, from n- n- not 100%. Maybe there are other things, but that's okay. kind of what we, what we, uh, what I understand about it. Uh, and so I think he wanted to go out there, full pads, see what it was like moving around a little bit, uh, despite not practicing. Is okay. Justin Herbert playing this week? Um, I'm not sure because <laughs> uh-huh. he has fractured rib cartilage. Which, everything I've read about, like, all these people on Twitter mm-hmm. saying, like, this happened to me, and obviously we're all not, yeah. built, we're the opposite of built different what compared to these say? athletes. But they're like, oh, I had this, I couldn't sleep for eight weeks, it was <laughs> so painful. Like, exactly. Like, I'm like, is this dude really going to play with this? Oh, because there's my. no, like, you can protect it in, you know, you can wear the, uh-huh. uh, whatever you call it, like, the rib protector and all that stuff, but all it takes is one. Yep. And you're going to get hit as a quarterback. And yep. also, he has to trust a... Uh, Los Los Angeles Chargers team doctor to inject his (laughs) ribs with painkillers. Isn't it the same (laughs) one? That's right. I believe it's the same Same doctor? I think so because I think the headline earlier this week was the Mm -hmm. same person that's going to be working with Justin Herbert this week is being sued Sued by Tyrod Tyrod Taylor. And and it was a rib injury for Tyrod Taylor. Yes, so it's going into the exact same spot. Oh, God. Oh, you hate and, that. And the anxiety of like already oh. having a needle put into you in the first place right. got to suck. <laughs> yeah. Knowing that this guy basically killed his friend's <laughs> career. And oh. on top of that, when we're talking about a rib injury, quarterbacks, you can't come close to a quarterback's uh-huh. head, so you're not going to hit him in the head, the shoulders. You can't go low on them. The only the place zone. you can hit a, hit a quarterback is the ribs. Yep. And that's where that's where he's going to be hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's. Didn't you say something like not only that, but typically it's like a four to six week injury. Six to 12. Six to 12. Yikes. They're, yeah. really, they're really trying to avoid chargering it. If they play Oof. him, which then of course adds an element that it could turn into a worse charging. I will say the I've never seen a more roller coaster moment than oh my god Justin Herbert unable <laughs> to run. He could have even walked yeah. uh, and gotten the one yard they needed or yeah. whatever it was. Maybe it was three, uh, and then the next play just throws a dot. That was perfect, unreal. <laughs> that was crazy. I still think there's uh, he can't play this week. There's uh, if he does, whoever whoever they're playing. Jacksonville needs to um, put oh, the crosshairs shit. on it. Mm, Josh yeah, I mean, Allen, yeah, with the Jacks, and it's that is the spot, like you said. So yeah, yeah. it's even easier. Okay, the, the one thing he has going for him though, it's like Rashawn Slater is incredible at left tackle. He just got to get the ball out super quick. Like he knows he's not just gonna get. It's not gonna be like clean around the edge. You just gotta be so fast. With so Jerry like press press coverage then. Yeah, ex- totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. But I mean, that's still probably better than your backup quarterback. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Back to Jerry, it, do we know? So we don't know what the actual injury is. Ribs. Just that it's ribs. Ribs. Yep. yep. Could be the same injury. It could Probably be something similar for um, sure. And you hope it's just 
not as bad. Bruised ribs is, you know, probably the best thing that you would cross your fingers for. Uh, and that definitely is just like a one I think is, can you, do you have your full range of movement? You know, a lot of people when they have rib injuries like that, like it's super painful to even lift yep. their arm. So yeah. like, that's a huge thing for wide receivers. So I understand um, why this could, this could be difficult, but Broncos doctor might be a little more accurate with that needle. <laughs> oh boy, you got to oh. think Jerry's feeling better going under that needle than Justin. Absolutely. Um, good news also, Billy Turner, a full participant for the fifth practice in a row. Uh, I asked Nathaniel Hackett today if he's going to play, if he's going to start a right tackle. He said, we're evaluating all of that. I expect him to be the starting right tackle for the Broncos. I expect us not to know until game time, though. Uh, and then Quinn Minerts also started practicing again today. Really good sign. Awesome. Love to see that. And mm-hmm. usually, and, and I feel the same way about George Kittle, so I'm not just like pumping sunshine here. Usually limited, limited, full play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's what, what Kittle was. He was limited yesterday. Um, I haven't seen what he was today, but I expect a lot of these guys to play. I, I completely yep. agree. KJ Hamler out there today. Uh, and so I expect him to play after playing yesterday, <laughs> today, not playing last week. I expect him to be out there. Zach, you never answered um, something or nothing or how far in between mm. Russell Wilson's primetime record and record against the 49ers. 16-4 and four means nothing to me okay. against the 49ers. But 4-0, and oh, specifically more so 2-0 and oh last year against the 49ers, there's something to that. Uh, he knows them, and especially this 49ers defense, and we'll talk about it in just a second, is so freaking good. It really is. Uh, I think it's the best defense that they've had uh, in many, many years, and, they, and they've had really good defenses, but Russ has had success against them, and he knows their pieces. They have a, obviously a really good front uh, front four. Their linebackers, maybe the best three linebackers, like a pair of three linebackers in the NFL, mm-hmm. and then their secondary is is really good i'm not gonna say great yet but i mean they're really good yeah i would give them solid but yeah uh either way it's a very very formidable defense and you're right i think and i'd have to go back and watch more games i feel like i probably watched them all live um when i was looking last night about um what his primetime record was i was going into you have to like open up the box score because on the side it was having the time of the game. So I was like making sure it didn't get flexed or anything like that. Right. And I would see like some things and I'm like, oh yeah, like that was the one where Hollister scored at the very end, you know, so I've seen, but I want to say that when Russ plays the 49ers, he plays a bit more Russ ball because they have those pass rushers because he has to be a little bit more creative. And that's what I think is one of the reasons why he plays so well against them, why he's been able to overcome their good defenses is just like these primetime games when Russ is playing against these, these types of teams, he just does the craziest stuff. And we haven't even seen a glimpse of it yet no, in Denver. We, we haven't. And I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that this is when it's going to come out. You know, it doesn't matter if it's Billy Turner or Cam Fleming. Like they're getting off that edge. Yep. And so Russ is going to have to make some uh, some adjustments and make some plays. And I just expect that this is the one. We also haven't seen Russ like getting caught in the pocket like a statue and going down. He just has kind of been really good at staying within the pocket when there's time. Um, and the few times that he's bailed, it hasn't worked. And so I asked him about that yesterday. And the, the, the most notable thing he said was, if I need to take off, I can still take off. 
And so we need to see that because we haven't seen it. We're going to see and, it. And yes, we're, we're going to see it. I think this week's a big time for that. And in his past four games, when he's 4-0 against the 49ers, he has 11 total touchdowns, one interception, 10 passing mm-hmm. touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, two only 205 passing yards per game, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I believe it's like a 69.9 completion percentage. So he's been extremely effective, but he hasn't been taking over games and the Broncos are going to need Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. I had a, a 49ers fan tweet at me last night that this would not be the first time Russ had a get-right game against the 49ers. Mm. So hopefully in his eyes, he's like, I can't wait to see those gold helmets out there on Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. It is crazy just looking back at some of these numbers. Like, he's never thrown for, I guess, 261. That's his max ever against the 49ers. Yeah. Like, you would think there'd be at least one really big one in there. Definitely. This is what I'm trying to explain to Broncos fans. Because, again, I've like Russ has been one of my favorite players in the league always, uh, at least from an on-the-field standpoint uh, and from a betting standpoint. Every game, it feel, not every game, it feels like every Russ game, it just comes down to the end. Uh, yep. And he pulls something, he pulls a rabbit out of his hat at the yep. end and wins. And I think it was you one of you two who said he's more John Elway than Peyton Manning, not comparing them, mm-hmm. but that's what John Elway did. Like we have maybe some revisionist history and obviously the three of us were extremely young, but about like what John Elway was, John Elway was, you know, I think I've mentioned a couple of times. I watched an old highlight a couple of years ago. He, it was 20 to seven with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. And he leads them back against the chiefs mm-hmm. to win 21 20. And it's like, Wait, how did it get to 20 to 7? What yeah. was happening the entire rest of the game? Like that's how a lot of these Russ versus the 49ers games are and just a lot of yeah. Russ games in general. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh now, to would you have something Hank? I did just realize it's kind of the same thing when you think about it, where I mean it's different with Shanahan, but the story for a lot of Elway's career was like 3 Creeps. quarters of bad coaching and just like we're going to pound the rock and you better fit into the system and fourth quarter it's like well, Save time us. to go win the game. And it's kind of like that with Russell Wilson, too, when he complains about how the, like, the system works. And then in the end, they just kind of let him cook. It, I, the more I think about it, the more it is similar. Well, and so that's why that's the hope is that now Nathaniel Hackett is Mike Shanahan and not uh-huh. going to hold him back and, and slow him down. It's to open him up. What was my, I wonder what Mike Shanahan's record, his first two games, were, or like even just what those games were like. That is an easy Google. But obviously, he wasn't a first-time head coach at that time, so it's a little bit different. Right, right. Well, look up his first two games as, I guess it... He did get fired. Yeah. So we know it didn't go great. Not not after two games, obviously. Right, right. Uh, So when we look at this 49ers defense, you want the bad news or the worst news first? Bad news. Bad news is they have the second-best run defense in the NFL only giving up 2.6 yards per carry, which is, again, the best in the NFL. Now, like I've said with the Broncos and who they've played in the past yeah. and why it's kind of disappointing that they're 1-1, one one, the 49ers have played two bad teams. The first game, uh, terrible conditions, so not as easy to run the ball, not as easy to pass the ball, and it was against the Chicago Bears. The last yeah. game was against the Seattle Seahawks. Not a very good team, but, I mean, they did beat the Broncos, but they did not look any nearly mm-hmm. as good uh, in that game. And the Niners got them at home, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously makes a difference. But aside from that, it's kind of a similar arc for these two teams in the first two games. Very disappointing loss in week one on the road against a team you probably shouldn't have lost to, and then a win in week two. Other, The difference is 
the Niners looked a lot better in their week two win. Exactly. Now, the worst news is the Niners have the best passing defense in the NFL. Again, you take into in fact weather and you take into account who they played, but they have the second best run defense, the best passing defense, and the ugly news is they've the best defense in terms of yards given up and the second fewest yards per play. So their defense, and it's and, and you can point to the good players on it to say it's not like a complete fluke that has been happening against bad teams. Shanahan was one in one when he started with the Raiders and one and one when he started with the Broncos At the same time though, the Raiders were seven and nine that season. The Broncos were eight and eight. So it's not like it was a huge turnaround. No, no. They're like just, two and three in both. But it is a good, you know, there's just perspective on how people <laughs> look in their first time doing something, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this defense is going to be different. And I think the biggest thing that we're going to see in this game is the Broncos not being able to get themselves into third and manageable as easily as they have in the first two games. You know, we've talked about the stat that they're moving the ball better than anyone in the NFL um, on a per drive basis. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is you just go back and watch. Now there are a few third and 12s and third and eights in there that Russ has converted, mm -hmm. but a lot of it is like run for five yards, uh, incomplete pass, third and five completion. Um, whatever you know they're getting into third and five or less in a lot of scenarios and that is not going to happen as easily this week it can happen for sure but i think that's one thing that is going to really change the script of this game and how it looks is the broncos may have to pass the ball more than uh they want to and it's that's not great to hear because if if you talk to you know the, the average fan they would tell you, well, you need to run the ball more. Javante's killing it. I think it's going to be difficult to do so. Now, the flip side is, if they can run the ball against this yep. team, watch out. And also, sorry, Russ. Uh, this might be one of the best running football teams in the league, and they're going to have to run it. I mean, Russ said yesterday, uh, Javante may be... Almost, arguably, arguably, arguably maybe, maybe is the best running back in the <laughs> NFL. So if that's the case, then he should be expecting this. Uh, but I think you have to stick to the ground game until you are forced that you can't, because the scariest thing to me is not just having them know what you're going to do, but then it's Joey or it's Nick Bosa who's coming after you. And he's arguably the arguably, maybe <laughs> the third best pass rusher in the NFL behind TJ Watt and Aaron Donald. Yeah, and Nick Boats, and and maybe not stats wise because he's not hurt, but when he's available, he is so good. Like he makes Joey Bosa look not good because of how good Nick Bosa looks. And what I would expect to see is exactly what the Texans did to the Broncos on the edges, which is just cr just crash outside so hard um, and take away all those boot lanes. And okay. if that's what they're gonna do, that's should be an advantage for the Broncos running game. And they should hit that until they have to stay back a little bit and, you know, pass rush normally. Um, but, you know, in, in Madden, it's that QB contain, right? That's essentially what um, the Texans were doing to the Broncos almost the entire game the other day. It's just don't stay out there. Don't go inside at all because you'll get beat outside. Um, and I expect them to do that. They're just a lot. They're going to be doing it with a lot more talented players. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Th but that's why it's so hard to do it when you're the 49ers. Like when you're the Texans and you're saying, yeah. uh, "Are they are these guys really going to get home? Eh, why not just have them contain?" But I mean, saying Nick Bosa, okay, just go out there and contain. You're making a decision, and I think it makes sense for a lot of reasons. But also, 
go get the quarterback is another message that you could totally justify sending to those guys. Yeah, I can't remember who the player was, but I saw a player talking on a podcast recently where they were talking about Aaron Rodgers, and it was the same thing. And he said his coach told him um, before the game, you stay put, stay on that edge, and he will come to you, and you'll get two sacks. <laughs> and he was so right, and he got the two sacks, and he's like, then I got hungry. I wanted a third one. I dipped inside once. Aaron rolled out, hit like a 65-yard <laughs> touchdown, and I got eviscerated on the sidelines. Yeah, I'm sure the coach didn't care about those two sacks anymore. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it is hard to tell Nick Bosa, let him come to you, because that's the opposite of what he's been doing his entire life. Yeah. Um, but at, if I were the 49ers, that's what I would be doing. Because, again, he's a different level of talent to whereas even just setting that edge and staying out there, if Russ just moves towards him at all – you know, he's going to be able to at least get close, uh, if not make those types of I plays. mean, it's what the Broncos did to Russ in week one of 2018, I sure believe. Mm -hmm. And it was weird seeing Von Miller not, like, completely pin his ears back, but it worked. Yep. And they, they contained Russ and got the dub. Yes, they did. And it, to this day, it was one of, the, one of the better defensive game plans I've seen. Yeah, it was really impressive. All right, guys, let's give our picks. First, I got to tell you about where you can make your picks over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now over at DraftKings Sportsbook, Broncos plus 100 on the money line. Broncos plus one and a half at, I believe, minus 115. If you want to get one point, if you think they're going to uh, keep it within a one-game spread, then there you go. And if you bet the money line over at DraftKings Sportsbook and either team goes up by 10 points, you win your bet right then. doesn't even matter if your team's going to lose. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up because new customers, when they sign up, you bet $5 on Moneyline on any game. You can do it on this Broncos game. You will get $200 in free bets that you can use right away. So maybe you do that tonight's game, and then you have $200 in free bets that you can sprinkle all around the Broncos game and maybe the other AFC West games, which we're going to give our picks for in a second. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app, now use promo code DNVR when you sign up. See terms and restrictions on our or in our description or DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Also, we're working our way towards a Breck Brew Friday, and we're having a special Breck Brew Friday tomorrow afternoon. Uh, we're taking the FAC on the road. We're, we're going over. Uh, that's just the Friday afternoon club, by the way. We're going over to Breckenridge Brewery for an awesome time. We're going to be hanging out there most of the afternoon, so come hang out and... I've told there might be. A, I've been told there might be a special guest, oh. special guest in the building at Breckenridge Brewery. So if you're a free, Lord? I would uh, recommend uh, recommend going down there and uh, coming to hang out with us. I like that. What a tease. Yes, exactly. I'm so, what a tease. I've, I'm so bummed I can't be there doing my engagement photos tomorrow. Oh. Do your engagement <laughs> photos at the farmhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fortunately, it's going to be like two hours away. But Can uh, we do like a sneak peek on the show and reveal your engagement pictures? Yeah. Oh, we get that a pick from the viewfinder. Oh, I like Ooh. that. Yeah, you should have us like decide which ones to put on the invitation stuff. Mm, yeah, we, we can put to a Twitter vote. I don't know if Annika will. Yeah. Yeah. For you maybe to if decide. Allie's inputs in there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, she'll be one of the 700 who vote in the poll. <laughs> there you go. Annika can vote too. Yeah. By the way, uh, people starting to drop their predictions in the in the chat. Mm, Keep those coming. Yes, we want yes, to see yes. everyone's predictions. So. I'm, yes. I'm seeing a, a good sign for the Broncos so far. Anyways, I, I wish we would have gotten two rounds of predictions. Like we should. I wish we got predictions on Sunday night and then predictions uh, again today, just to see how different they are. That would be funny. Um, okay. 
I like, let's do that Monday. Yeah, let's like do Monday it. Monday show or yeah. Sundays, yeah. Come down to the Breck Farmhouse, hang out with us. It's going to be a great time. And hang out with us on Sunday too. There's going to be a lot of hanging out at the tailgate over in the parking lot sports fan, which you should swing by also. But a five hour, I always, I suck at time mass. I don't know what it is, but it's just like, too. Maybe it it's terrible. what we learned in school. <laughs> I know. It's just, why are times so dumb? Like, why can't we simplify them? Why can't we just go one to 24? And why is it 24 in the first place? Well, that's what everyone else does. Because there's 60 minutes. But think about it now. The 24 clock's so tough. Oh, yeah. But, I, mean, I just let's don't just... understand why everything wouldn't be out of 100. Like, there yeah. should be 100 seconds. In it should always be 100. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Okay. We don't... We, I guess we already went down that road. But, yeah, there's like five hours or something. You guys can be at the tailgate. It's from one until kickoff. And if you want to take the bus on over, it's uh, like Ryan said earlier, $10 if you tack it on to the Oof. tailgate ticket. Uh, it's going to be a good time. And it's also going to be a good time on Saturday watching the games here. But... It's make prob- sure you go to the tailgate. It's probably even less than it would be to take a scooter to and from. Like the ten dollar to and from is yeah. legitimately unbeatable. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you can't. I mean, it's fifty dollars to park, at least. And yeah. then you also yeah. have to be responsible and can't yep. drink and and you get to do it all with the bus. Yep, exactly. Yep, and remember, it's cheaper if you're a member, so get a membership. Boom. Okay. Prediction. Prediction time, time for us. I'm going mm. last. Um, Ooh. Henry, lead I, us off. I can already guess Ryan's. So. <laughs> you gonna guess my score? You don't okay. don't say the team. Just say what you think the score that I think is. Mm, Henry, you want to guess the score Ryan's thinking? I'll guess that he's thinking twenty-seven, twenty-three. Damn, that's pretty good. I'm gonna go thirty to twenty-four. Okay, Henry's closer. Okay, can you give us a score, and then we'll give our picks, and you can say who wins. No. <laughs> Henry, you go first. Okay. I'll take I'll take 23-16 49ers. Ooh. And I really hate doing it. The Broncos score 16 points three games in a row. I'm going to lose it. Oh that's gosh. why I did it though. It's oh, like they've done it twice. They kick so many field goals. Like I I don't know. Like I I think there's a good chance. I think it's kind of a toss-up game, but after what we've seen, if you got to pick a side, I've got to lean away. What's funny is Vic Chin says uh, 16-13 Broncos win, but still suck on 16 points. So Henry, <laughs> you it. and Vic are on the exact I same. Uh, I think the Broncos offense does get in the end zone, breaks the red zone streak in this game. I've seen we this so don't many times. have to worry about it as much. <laughs> it's going to be 23-20, to 20, and I got to say it's a coin flip on who I think it's going to be. Okay, <laughs> the coin's flipped. What's it say, Zach? And the gut says the 49ers. Oh. I know. I know. This is uh, this is a team where when they got Jimmy back, it's like, oh, they're, the NFC, they're, they're a team that's in the NFC Championship game last year. They could easily be in it again this year. So this, to me, I know I said this yesterday, that this was a, um, a pivotal point for mm-hmm. the Broncos season. I still think it is in terms of like, really truly feeling like you're going to make the playoffs Mm -hmm. if they lose this game that's if they win the game if they lose this game uh the broncos can still make the playoffs i don't mean it that their season's over if they don't win this game Mm -hmm. Uh, it's more so if they win but if they lose they're going to be in a tough spot Mm -hmm. but you get to play the raiders who have not won a game you get to play the colts who just look absolutely terrible and in fact have not won a game so you do still have some time to make it up uh but this one is just a really good team and their defense scares the hell out of me at home broncos offense wakes up a little bit we see signs of improvement but only 20 points just because of how good the defense is 
Yeah, I, I think you're spot on in terms of it's going to be difficult to score in this game. Um, it's not going to happen a bunch. Uh, but that being said, I think the Broncos exercise a lot of demons this week. Mm. Um, starting with the red zone issues. Um, I'm calling three for three in the red zone. Ooh. 21 points for the Denver Broncos. Next is no no issues with delay of games. I'm calling zero delay of games. Uh, and I'm going to say Nathaniel Hackett makes a difficult decision in this game that works out for the best for the Denver Broncos. Wow. And the Broncos went 21 to 20. There we go. Mm. I, I love it. Uh, and Hank, yours was we all have the under, crazy enough. Oh. And the unders actually come down this week. And we all still have the under there. Um, man, Ryan, I wish I could have that same confidence in you. I do think Nathaniel Hackett is going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. However, I think what he's seen this past first two week, or the, these first two weeks of the season is, oh, my God, there's a lot. So I expect it not to be nearly as bad. I Not necessarily one delay of game penalty, but there's going to be a couple of things where Nathaniel Hackett's going to get crushed more so than he should but because people are ready to chomp at him. Uh, and so I just, it's better. It's going to be better, but it's not going to be perfect. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll be counting down the play clock. <laughs> ah, yes. You're going to be the first one, right? Yeah, you I got to make sure they it. don't get a delay of yeah. game. Yeah, oh, yeah you do. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I love it. All right. Shall we go around the rest of mm, the division? Yes. Let's go around the rest of the AFC West. In the first game, we got Kansas City. Going into the terrible Indianapolis Colts. Can we change the name of this graphic to Rest of the West? Ah, Ooh. I like that. Rust of the West? Nope. No, <laughs> no I love Rust of the West. <laughs> Rust of the West. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminded me of uh, Patrick and SpongeBob, and he said, he goes, East? I thought you said East. <laughs> I think it's the same thing. Uh, I feel like Rust of the West is right up there with the... the the lightest bright, <laughs> and, and hope, hope is, is not, not good. good. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, it's my Breck Blue Friday. What can I say? Uh, Zach should have hit me with that when I gave my score prediction. <laughs> hope is not good. Hope is not good. Yeah, it's not good. And I gotta say, a lot of these score predictions. Yesterday, we had people unsolicited, but we still loved it. Given their score predictions, uh-huh. I want to say it was like sixty percent people saying the 49ers were gonna win. It's all Broncos now. I haven't seen a 49ers win in here. I saw a 27-17 okay. 49ers in there. But, yeah, the closer you get to the game, the better yep, people yep. feel. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I got to say, I did not think it was going to be a three-point game a couple days ago. So I'm even feeling that. There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. maybe I'll be Broncos win on Sunday. What I have to keep reminding myself is that Jimmy Garoppolo isn't that good. Yeah. No, he's not. Like, yeah. we, we uh, put him on a pedestal. Before he was in there, yeah, just because it sounded so much worse than playing Trey Lance, and I stand by that every step of the way. Mm-hmm. But Trey Lance has been like mostly awful, yep. And Jimmy Garoppolo is just okay, and that's why it's such a big gap. But like in a normal game, Jimmy Garoppolo should not go out there and dice up this defense. No, but what we haven't talked about as much is those weapons are there. I mean, yep. Brandon Ayuk has taken the step up that they really wanted that we haven't really seen yet so far. Uh, Debo Samuel, we all know the type of playmaker he is, not just receiver. He has more rushing yards than their running backs. Yeah, he's basically their running back. And he has the most receptions on the team. It's only seven, but uh, so they're using him. And if George Kittle's back, seven I mean, two games. Wow. yeah, crazy. Uh, and that leads the, the team. So you're talking about top three tight end. 
a top weapon in the game, plus another really good receiver, yep. plus a running game that doesn't matter who the running back is. At so that, I mean, San Francisco, it's it's just weird. It's kind of what I said yesterday. It's weird that the 49ers quarterback may be like the least important quarterback in the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad. And I was talking to Caden Stearns today. You know, I talked to him about like Debo and Kittle and all that. He smiled. He was fired up. He was like, yeah, it's going to be incredible. Like getting to play Debo, it's going to be so much fun. And, <laughs> and I think that's kind of the vibe they're taking is – yeah, this is it's a it's a test. Like it's yeah. gonna be kind of fun. This is real good football that they can go out there and just prove themselves. Henry, I think you made the point maybe even last Sunday, which was this is the first one that there's no ifs or ands or buts. Like yep. this is just a game. Yeah. Go win it. Yeah. Doesn't matter how, doesn't matter who, just scrape and claw. And I think from a player's standpoint, that they don't think about, you know, spreads and stuff as nearly mm-hmm. as much as we do, but they know what's expected of them. This week, it's just win. That's the yep. only thing that's expected of them. Now, Nathaniel Hackett probably has some other expectations that are being put on him. He's got to win and, and look smart while doing it. Um, but for these players, it's, that's got to be fun to just be like, we're going on national yeah. TV, just play ball, just win. Yeah. 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 And there's going to be a lot of these now. I mean, just looking ahead, next week's the Raiders. Sure, they're 0-2, but... That's a team that a lot of people thought could make the playoffs. You got the Colts. Similar boat in a lot of ways. But again, like Jonathan Taylor, there's a lot of pieces that you can get scared of. And they hit Chargers, and I guess the Jets and the Jags are good. But but this is a stretch right here where you got to win. You know, if you win three of these next four, people are going to be really excited. And if you go two and two, uh, we're, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You're, you're, in a, you're in a tough spot if you, yeah. if you go two and two. But this would be one where then you look and you say, Okay, Raiders is a should definitely should win. Colts is a should win. Chargers, well, especially if you win this one and you win the next two, you can drop that one and totally be fine. Especially the Jets the next week. Right. And then right. you you got the Jags in London before the bye, and I think that's going to be a tough game, but so in terms that of could like, be the real kicker. In terms of true evaluations of where this team's at before the bye, I think it's this game. I think it's the Chargers on the road, another primetime game. And maybe the Jags in London, but I'm not going to put yep. the Jags there yet. I think it's these two. I yeah. agree if they win tonight. Because if they don't win tonight, then all of a sudden you're saying, wait, are they better than the Raiders? Are they better yeah. than Colts? Because yeah. they yeah. can really drop down. You Fair. mean if they win Sunday? Yeah. It, if they lose this week, yeah. but then yeah. win after, yeah. Fair enough. All right, let's get into these games. Zach, do you have an update on the records? Um. Uh, oh, on our pick records, I do. We all, well, we all came back closer together um ryan oh, yes. i was last you're three and three all right let's you came go back, you came back from zero and three let's go that's actually huge i came down to earth from three and oh to three and three so Ooh. ryan you and wait I we tied. went opposite on all three games last uh, week yep i believe we did <laughs> wow, <that's laughs> oh crazy. no i think i must have been three and two and one last week because i did have the broncos winning which okay. they did yeah and then the other two we went opposite and then henry you're on top, four and two. Out of nowhere. Four and two, out of nowhere. And since we're giving these, we also have to do our survivor pick. Don't let us forget to do the survivor after rest of the West. We are all still in, believe it or not. Let's go. Three, two weeks. We're giving you that, Ryan. I, I was guess gonna say you guys forgot to submit your picks last week, so you both lost. <laughs> no, that. we did. We did. We oh, had. Okay. Uh, I had Broncos. Henry had Bron or Henry had oh, we Bills. All had Bron- you Bills. Had Bills. Right. Yeah, and you had Broncos with me. Um, our season-long teams that that the draft we did. Oh God, so many updates. Ryan, you're in last. Oh no! Yes, your, your team has six wins through two weeks. 
Out of, out you of had 10 20 teams. opportunities? Yes. Six, <laughs> oh, no, not necessarily because they could have played right, each other. Right, exactly. Henry, you're second. You have nine. Still not good. And much your better. boy's in first with 15. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Thank oh. you to the uh, Bills, Peaking Chiefs, too soon. Eagles, Dolphins, Giants, the 2 0 Giants. The Giants. Baby. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. I, can you uh, like share that with? I want to see these. No, can't share. I just got to. <laughs> yeah, I'll share them. <laughs> um, okay, let's do these. Chiefs at Colts. Do the Colts have a chance because it's at home and they're very desperate? I think so. Um, this is one of those ones where, again, I, I said it uh, during this league. It's like everything you think is wrong. And True. everyone just thinks uh, the Chiefs are going to blow them out now. That could happen. But it's this would be one of the ones that you're just like, wow, just when you thought. Yeah. Just when you thought. That being said, Chiefs. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Henry? I mean, I got to take the Chiefs. Yeah. You just cannot look at these two teams and, and say, like, oh, yeah, Colts. Unless you're saying, like, oh, they're going to throw Taylor. Stephon Gilmore on Travis Kelsey and Pat yeah, Mahomes okay. isn't going to be ready for it. And it's, but, no, I, I mean, it's the Chiefs. For me, it would be Jonathan Taylor goes off for 240 yards, yeah. and it completely stops the Chiefs from getting into any rhythm. And he's so capable of that. Totally. He, he totally. Um, I hate that I love this game. The Colts are a five-and-a-half-point underdog. Five-and-a-half. Chiefs wow. are going to blow them out. Give me the Chiefs all day in this game. And I, I hate that I love it, um, but yeah. 240 yards is possible, but very unlikely. And I agree with you. I think he's got to hit 200 to win. That does feel like one of those lines, though, that you're like, why is this like this? Right, and then yeah, after the yeah, game, yeah. you're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah, I, the, the worst is when you have that line and then the Colts score a quick touchdown and you're down 13 points to start the game. Yes. You know, with the, with the spread. All right, we got the Raiders going into Tennessee to play the Titans, the Raiders in this game. One of these teams is coming out 0-3 and probably dead. Yes. And if it's the Raiders, Josh McDaniels, and they're dead in the water. I mean, could you imagine? The Broncos started 6-0 with Josh McDaniels, and it was miserable. <laughs> at, like, inside eight, the, the building. The could way. you imagine 0-3 with McDaniels? I'm telling you, he's going to run Derek Carr out of town. Mm. I can just feel it. He's going to scapegoat oh, yeah. Derek Carr. Say, I can't believe this guy's worse than Mac Jones, like yep. all this stuff. Um, I'd rather have Matt Castle, all you know, whatever it is. Um, that, that's what's going to happen if this thing goes off the rails. Does it go and off the rails this week? Yes. Oh, Derrick Henry drives him off the rails? Yep. I love it. What, what do we talk? How does this game go down? Um, it's a heavy dose of Derrick Henry with a couple big mistakes from the Raiders, whether that's a fumble. Apparently, uh, Hunter Renfro forgot how to hold on to footballs. Um, so something like that where, you know, they're, they're kind of staying in there. It's like maybe the Titans are up 14, seven, they're driving fumble. Then it's just right back into Derrick Henry's hands. And he's just, you know, trudging his way down. Now it's 21, seven. Now you're a little desperate. Um, and I think, in the end, the Titans win this game 24-21. A late surge from the Raiders is not quite enough. Mm, I love it. Henry, you following in his footsteps? I can't. The uh, problem with all that is that Derrick Henry sucks now. He's so washed. You can't be 250 pounds and try to run the ball with a bad foot. Like You just need feet to run the ball. Josh Jacobs is numbers? better. 
not good. I think last week he had 33 rushing yards, Yikes. 37. Yeah. I don't know what he did week one, though. He Derrick like Henry's 80. bad. The offensive line is bad. They have no weapons except Kyle Phillips, and I only like him because he's a little slot receiver from UCLA. The defense doesn't have any talent except for the defensive tackle. And, I mean, what do we really – I mean, this is the Raiders. I hate to say it, but the, the Titans are just not a good team. Der- 34 carries for 107 yards, 3.1 yards per carry. You take that for one game, but not two. Washed. But he yeah. done. Um, Derek one of those games was against the Bills. That's true. Derek and the Bills who wanted revenge over them for beating them last mm-hmm. year. Uh, Derek Henry's not washed, Henry. Get that out of your mouth. Oh. Wash your mouth with soap. Uh, and Derek Henry's going to prove it this game. Derek Henry's going to run all over the Raiders. And like you said, both of these teams are very desperate. However, I think one team believes just a little more and that's what's going to carry them over the edge and it's Derek Carr is mm-hmm. who's going to have the belief uh the team has the belief in Derek Carr not the Tennessee Titans having belief in Ryan Tannehill uh and uh, it's just the the Titans guys they are trending as far down as you can yep. their last game against the Bills was so embarrassing so bad and I think the Raiders I don't know if they have belief in Josh McDaniels, but Derek Carr is going to keep him afloat for this week. Yep. What's the deal with Malik Willis? I know he came in at the end of the game. He had like a quarter and a half, I think, yeah. of playtime. Well, what did he do? I didn't. I didn't watch. I didn't. I didn't see. I like, only the saw game him was run. Like Forty-seven to. Yeah. Well, the Eagles were on, so I was just like, oh, oh there you go. Yeah. I'm also, we did have game. Ian say they've got Traylon. He's looked fine. I'll give the Titans that. Traylon Burks is fine. All right, well, <laughs> yeah, we'll give them that. Me and the Titans will take it. <laughs> so I'm riding alone. There yep. we go. I love f- it. I want to find out what exactly Malik Willis did in that game. One for six for six yards, four carries, 16 yards. Oh, four yards per carry, baby. Oh. Best back on the team. <laughs> One and a half yards oh, per attempt. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Kevin Byard. Yep, he's good. He's not Justin Simmons. These. I would think that if you're the Titans, you have to bring in some sort of zone read package with Malik Willis and Derrick Henry just to try and get Derrick Henry started a little bit. Yeah, uh, I would love that. Liz Frank is like a serious foot injury, and he is so, so big. But that was so long ago. I mean, this offseason, right? I guess the end of last season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's fine. He's fine. Don't okay. worry about him. Okay. But one guy that may not be fine is Justin Herbert hosting... Trevor Lawrence and the This is a big Jaguars. game for you, too. It's your two favorite teams. Oh, shut <laughs> up. Chargers seven-point favorites here at home uh, or away. But we're at not home. picking it's the spread, in Los right? Angeles. We're not picking the spread. Okay. No, no, no. Just to give you an idea of where the game's at. Uh, both one and one. Wow. This is a huge narrative game for both teams. <laughs> Let yeah. me tell you a story. So I was uh, I was playing a little bit Madden yesterday. Mm. And uh, I picked the Jaguars as, you know, I, I had talked about them so much. I wanted to see if they're actually as good in the game as I thought they were in real life. I played the Chiefs. No, no, no. Sorry. I thought Tyreek Hill. I played the Dolphins. Kept the lid on everything. Just ripped them apart underneath. Just completed everything underneath. And then the next game I played the Chargers. I got smacked. Oh. It was like 40-0. I couldn't run the ball. Mm. I couldn't throw the ball. Joey Bosa was everywhere. There's just such a huge talent difference in this one that I don't even think it's close. I think the Chargers blow them out. Mm, cover the spread. Yep. Some points they got that. <clears throat> Ryan, this is a big one for you because you have you like the Colts a lot more than the Jags. Oh, and this it, is a win-win for me. What are you talking about? Or a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is. Someone's going to lose. So which way are you winning? 
Um, gosh. I really want to talk myself into the fact that a a um, less than Justin Herbert, That's less true. than 100% Justin Herbert could affect this game. But he's not going to be 100%. And he, and he won't. And it will impact the game. And so I think maybe Jaguars uh, spread is the move. Yeah. But there is, like Henry said, the talent gap is just so big. Um, it really is like, I don't know. It's not as big as it could be, but it's like Alabama versus Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, they're both recruiting in the SEC, but one's getting a different the caliber of player. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's where I'm at here with uh, the Chargers. And no one recorded that I compared them to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm remembering that. The Alabama of the NFL is the Los Angeles Chargers. I love it. Uh, I hate the spread of seven. Way too big. Especially, okay. like you said, with Herbert. But I like the Chargers to win. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers will do some Charger stuff that keeps the Jags in the game, probably. And, yep, yep. And that might just be playing their quarterback while he's hurt and him getting speared by jo- by Josh Allen. <laughs> and then just being even more Charger for the rest of the season than yeah. they would have been. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Henry and I going against the grain with Ryan. I love it. Oh, love wow. It. Yeah, there's a that lot. That is crazy. Uh, a lot to uh, be decided this week. It is, it is. And uh, I hope I'm wrong about the Broncos game. I think it's going to be close. Yep. I think it's going to be fun. I hope we're not talking about coaching decisions. I hope we're talking about, like, players making doing better plays. than that. Yeah. The, yeah, making plays, exactly. Yeah, that would be very refreshing. <laughs> it would be. It, would, it be. would be. Maybe less to talk about, though. Oh, definitely less to talk about. I heard uh, a specific show in town still talking about the field goal decision and they've done it every day since that happened really yes. the one that happened almost two weeks ago yes wow fascinating i'm that. happy we've moved on <laughs> that is for sure and speaking of moving on you want to go to the game this week hit up our friends over at game time mm. click the link in our description both if you're listening on podcasts and if you're watching on YouTube, click on the link there because it will get you the best prices for this game. And like I said, the prices dropped after the Texans game. So if you want to get in, get a great seat, go to Game Time. And what's so cool about Game Time is their uh, their interface is so incredibly user-friendly where you can see exactly where your seat is. If you're watching on YouTube, Ali's showing you where to find the link, what to click on. And then look, it just pulls it up right there. You get the best prices. They have flash sales, uh, flash deals going on at the top of the screen. And it's just it's just so cool because you get to see exactly what it's going to be. And you can see with all the fees in there as well. So check them out at game time. Make sure to click on our link. Boom. Love game time. By the way, we took a large chunk of the DMDR staff to the Rockies game the other oh. night via game time. It was like 120 bucks to take 17 people. That's incredible. That <laughs> is unreal. Less than $10 a ticket yep. to get in the stadium. The, and we had an absolute blast. Before before practice today, there were like media people saying like, oh, I need your team to take all four against whoever. And it's like, I totally forgot that you could be that excited about baseball right now where it's like, oh, wow, we got a scoreboard watch. Like, oh, they, they're going up against the Dodgers this week. If they get swept, all of a sudden, then the, it's just so lame. I will say... I would love to have something else to think about during the weeks because I am so I'm like fiending for more Broncos information to just be able to evaluate this team better. So like, I'm just like getting home and being like, Oh, if nothing's on TV, I guess I'll just watch the tape again. Like, like I just, I wish there was something else to distract us. I know. I know. 
Sunday can't get here. It feels enough. like it takes so long to get from yes, Sunday to Sunday does. right now. Uh, also, want to move on into the third segment and give us a shout out to mile high sliders oh, okay yeah the jalapeno popper <laughs> yes. slider they've got so good on top of that they have a delicious mediterranean option which is vegetarian so delicious and you can also get chips there which are absolutely delicious they have so many different options of things you can have so really it's it's for everyone there uh and i mean you guys, the 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 they have so many different types of sliders as well, so oh, many yeah. different kinds. Oh yeah, the sliders are off the chain. I'm actually like, I need more sliders in my life. Mm, That's I another think, thing that I don't like waiting so long to get, like Broncos football and sliders. I think wow. everyone can use more sliders in their life. And like I said, they have veggie options too. The eggplant, which is grilled Parmesan cheese sauce and feta, or you can get a garlic aioli. They have a traditional uh, grilled cheese, really good for the kids. And they have shoestring potato sticks or kettle chips. I really like the uh, the shoestring chips that they have. And if you don't want to wait till Sunday, you can get them to come to your event by calling Seven two zero three seven five three four six four. Ask for Dominic to book for your catering needs or anything that you want them to show up at. That seven two zero three seven five three four six four over at Mile High Sliders. Can't wait to get to this um, super chat right here from Jacob, um, who says Trevor Lawrence knows how to beat Alabama. We can move on. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That wow. was good, Jacob. That was good, Jacob. Props. Uh, is that all our only super chat? Yep. Nice. Wow. Wait, that was worth the $2 that for was. sure. And I'm talking about your money, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the website then. First one here comes in from PS2. Hope he's okay. Hey, guys. We are living in a world suck, world of suck, but that can quickly change this weekend. I just wanted to pop in here and give my takes on Hackett. He has the worst parts of Fangio and the worst parts of Scangarello. <laughs> Unlike Vic Fangio, Hackett is not stubborn. So I think he will. Uh, the time management problems will be fixed, but I'm not sure about his play calling ability. This is crazy to me. Um, I just get the feeling he's playing checkers while great coaches like Andy Reid play chess. Yesterday, you guys uh, said to get to the screen game going against the 49ers, but that defense is so disciplined. I don't think it will consistently work like it did at the Seahawks. Better to just get the short passing game going, even though it's not really Russ's play style. I don't know why we're overthinking Nathaniel Hackett's ability to call plays right now. If, I think any, if anything, he's playing 4D chess when he just needs to play actual chess. chess. I don't think it's like a checkers and chess thing. I think it's just when he gets down to the red zone, he's overthinking it and, and it's yep. not converting into touchdowns. And that's what people are pointing out because he has been moving the ball in between the 20s. There, there, there's no question about that. The play calling there has been good. But I have to imagine this criticism is... Is should at least specifically be about the red zone. Uh-huh. Yeah, red zone play calling, man. I think it's so much more complicated than like just did you call the right play? Yeah, but yeah. but when he points, I, I and and I'm just trying to understand where PS2 is coming from. When he points to Andy Reid's play calling, Andy Reid does just have incredible play calling in the but, red zone where you're like. I thought those plays are what you run like on your own 30 when you're trying to get a huge play, but Andy Reid's doing that in the red zone. Yeah, I mean, he really is playing 4D chess in the red zone. It's just working. Right. Yep. Right. Right. <laughs> yep. All right, let's go on to the next one here, which is from Broncoholic. Hey, guys, got a kick out of hearing the that's not true response, especially from Hank, to the red zone 0 of 18 passing stat I pointed out yesterday. You guys figured it out, though. Zero scores. Russ is 8 for 18 passing in the red zone, but that actually drops to 1 for 7 inside the 5. Uh, so would you believe we have only run the ball four times while in the red zone? 
and all of them have come inside the five. I find that crazy, but it's true. Obviously, two resulted in fumbles, which were out of the shotgun formation after reviewing both games again multiple times. I've only seen Beck in on two plays inside the five, and both were the fade passes to Cortland. So here would be my simple solutions, which I believe will have our red zone offense looking great. One, practice toe drag drill for pass catchers and <laughs> emphasize it a lot. If Cortland and the TDs can drag that second foot, we, ha- uh, we have TDs instead of incomplete passes would be 2-0. I promise you they've practiced that enough. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. If there's anything the wide receivers practice, it's getting their feet in. Just even when they're bored, when they're doing anything, like those yeah. guys are practicing getting their feet in bounds all day. Just, yep. just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, two, put Peck in at fullback and run the ball to the outside with Javante. The first run of both games have been nine-yard outside runs. Hoping to see that call this week. I believe if called, it will lead to a walk-in TD. And I actually agree with this. Um, one of the things that's really difficult about running in the red zone is there's just so little space. and you, So many people. Essentially, think of this. When you're trying to stop the run, you bring the safeties into the box, right? Well, on the red zone, in the goal line especially, the safeties are just automatically in the box. If they weren't in the box, they'd be off the field. So you've got everyone just piled up there. That being said... I would like to see uh, Javante get the ball with a head of steam. So, you know, maybe try running a sweep. Um, right. Something along those lines. Heck, if you want to line up in shotgun, maybe even go five wide pop pass to Javante. Mm. If that doesn't work, people will probably lose their minds. But True. sounds good right now, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> I just want to see him moving with a head of steam because right now, he's better than he was last year at breaking tackles. Yes. Yep. It is insane. The way that he gets out of tackles and gains yards from between the the ones right now is mind-boggling so let's try and get him going and it's going to take three guys to take him down so try and get him to the edge and see what happens i completely agree especially Mm -hmm. if you have first and goal from the two give it to javante the first two times and let's say you do get pushed back like a yard or two on one of those then it's okay to pass but i mean javante williams two times he's gonna pick it up yep zach you mentioned earlier you want to see them stick with the run First first down and 10, start of the game. Run for zero yards. What are you calling on second down? Um, uh, Boy, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. Well, what's the run look like? Um, it was just a classic, you know, outside zone stretch run. But Nick Bosa blew up that right tackle and tackled him. Well, then you either go to the left or you <laughs> pass the ball. Okay. Because to me, that's the thing is like, it's really easy to say you want to stick with the run until you have second and 10 staring you in the face. And like, if yep. you run it there, that that means you're really willing to stick with the run. Yeah. Um, but it's hard. It's hard. And yeah, I think that's going to be one of the, the storylines of this game is, are they willing to stick with the run or do they think Russ can, you know, take care of them? Especially with this, this defensive line. I mean, it wouldn't be a surprise to see a run stop for zero yards and they tried again and stopped again for zero yards. Well, then what's Nathaniel Hackett going to do? Uh, if the team doesn't convert there, are they going to start with the run on the very next play after it clearly didn't work? It, it, it's, a, it's a really good point. Next one's from Nash Bronco, who says, let's move on to this week's game, shall we? Enough has been said about last week. Zach, I respect you sticking to your guns and eventually coming back around to the numbies we know and love. <laughs> Everything about this game sets up perfectly for us. The national and, frankly, local narrative. An old division rival, prime time. It should be awesome. My question for today, who will be the surprise hero of the game? Perhaps Kawan William breaking up a pass from his old friend Jimmy GQ and taking it to the house. I'd just like to see an interception, period. Yeah, I think more likely is that he forces a fumble. I feel like that that's mm, more his punch speed. out. Yeah, so a punch out. Or strip sack. Broncos Ooh, good with strip It sacks. could be a strip and if sack. It comes from K1. Could be pretty good. I like that. I like heating up Jimmy Garoppolo if they can. 
Um, I'm going to say surprise. Surprise hero. Hank's not going to like this one. Kendall Hinton. Ah, I love wow. it. I love it. Touchdown catch in the red zone mm. to uh, break the Broncos out of their struggles. Wow. If he's the guy that does it, man, the Hall of Fame legend just grows. <laughs> uh, I'll go Melvin Gordon. Gets the first red zone touchdown for the Broncos. Ooh. I think he's going to be in the game huh. when everyone's going to be pissed that it's not Javante Williams and he's going to run it in. Easy, too. Yeah, like just yep, like probably. a quick little jump right. cut. Yep, right yep, exactly. Uh, and speaking of former 49ers that are now in the Broncos, good news is Draymond Jones was back at practice today. DJ Jones. DJ Jones. DJ Jones, yes, thank you about that. Uh, bad news is the Broncos' official injury report for today was released. They have two guys that did not practice, Jerry Judy and Darius Phillips. That's official Judy didn't practice. They have 10 guys who were limited. 10 guys, and they had five new players added to the injury report. Dalton Reisner with an elbow, although he practiced, so not a big deal. Mike Purcell with an elbow. He was limited, so maybe a big deal. Draymond Jones with a neck injury. He was limited. And then you had Jonathan Cooper and Tyree Cleveland both with hamstring injuries, and they were limited. You're getting hit all over the field with that stuff. Yes, you are. Tyree Cleveland one is not good. I mean, although at a certain point, it's, you know just swapping out one guy for the other doesn't really matter <laughs> right yeah um but i don't even know who you swap in for him at this no, point jalen virgil all right probably why not yeah, yeah that actually ahead. weirdly feels better to me say everybody on there plays versus doesn't play how much does that change the spread is that is there 10 points worth of players in there because like sertan judy let me read Minus. you all the okay. limited guys, uh, and the two did not practice. Jerry Judy, cornerback Darius Phillips, first time you've heard that name, Tyree Cleveland. No, he was on my Madden team. He's fast. There we go. Tyree <laughs> Cleveland, Jonathan Cooper, KJ Hamler, Josie Jewell, Draymond Jones, DJ Jones, Quinn Miners, Mike Purcell, Pat Sertan, and Billy Turner. Man, how That's many of your ton. 10 most important players is that? A few. I mean, Judy and Sertan are absolutely in there. Miners is probably in there. Um, I mean, let's just think of it. Who the guy? Who are the guys that aren't on there? That in your top? DJ Jones, uh, yeah. Randy Gregory, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Cortland Chubb, Sutton, Chubb probably, Chubb, Bowles, yep, Bowles, Ronald Darby, mm-hmm. Kareem Jackson. Okay, then five. Yeah, Oof. half of your most important players yep. are in there. Yep, yep. That's bad. Big week for injury luck. But I really think. Good. Most of those guys are going to play. I think I do so too. too. Yes. Unless like the Draymond Jones suffered a neck injury in practice or something like that, mm-hmm. um, I I, don't, I have no idea if that's the case. He if any of these have. happened in practice, um, then that's when you think, okay, well maybe they actually aren't. Gonna Sometimes play. the a guy just goes into the trainer and is like, hey, my neck's bothering right, me, right? And right. like that, like goes on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll see, but that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Next one coming in from the count. The he count. says, my gents. I'm catching up on pods. I hope Zach has a great time in Europe. On a separate note, I'm excited for this Hank guy to join up. Uh-oh. I feel like I've seen him before. And of course, the count is still catching up on pods. He says, <laughs> how many Zachs was it, would it take to deadlift Billy Turner? <laughs> Love the count. Oh, wow. my goodness. See, the good news is that he's actually like very long. Like He's a tall guy, so there's a lot of room to line him up. You know, well, it's like if you had like a box seal guy. So you only have to go from oh, bent over to standing right. up. Now, how am I holding him? 
I assume there's like um, ropes wrapped around okay. his oh, legs okay. and his neck. So you're on both sides. Uh, and then, yeah, it's like, yeah, you've just got a bar that goes across his body mm, and it lifts okay. up from okay, there we go. each side. Um, I would say prob. How much does he weigh? Three. I'll say 300. Just 300. Keep it easy. I'd say 315. 315. Let's get three Zacks on each side. 50 Six sex? <laughs> I think I could definitely do it. Have you ever like um, deadlift? In, in I, all I honesty, like, probably. Uh, I feel like it only needs three Zacks. I, I was going to say, yeah, I could do it. It's just so I tough if they're three. on both sides. Kind of like the Right, how are they going to synchronize the deadlift? Mm, the one Zack on the other side has got a tough job. <laughs> what if it might take four? Combine all three Zacks into one into body. one into a Billy Turner? That's not how this works. <laughs> That's not how this works. Then all of a sudden, like, how many Zacks to tackle Javante takes on a whole different... That is true. Oh, that is true. One 20-foot Zack out there. the entire concept <laughs> of how many Zacks. I gotta say, the, probably the person that would least want to do this ever is Billy, Billy Turner. Turner. Oh, yes, I just I can't imagine like second Zach. the amount of money it would take to pay him to do this yeah he would, he would just so ne- unamused he would just never do it no matter no, what. no no by the way i think this is the first time all oh, season wow. we've had the porn Hello. bots yes this Aww. is huge for us. this is huge Let's for us is it big for bots. impressions or what no every time the porn bots came in the avs chat before a playoff game they won oh wow. this so is huge the porn bots are here oh man to rescue us Maybe also if you're listening to this at a podcast you have no idea what no we're you don't about. don't worry there's not porn on the screen like, imagine. it's like, imagine that scene from Austin Powers. Is there a porn scene in Austin Powers? <laughs> no, there's, there's fembots. You don't remember that? No. I don't, maybe I haven't seen no. that. Well, everyone else that's watching this definitely remembers that. Next one from, speaking of porn bots, Big Wood 54 <laughs> says, fellow Bronconians, everybody seriously needs to calm down with these overreactions. I've seen a lot of people already saying Wilson is washed. Go look at Manning's stats his first two games here and compare them to Wilson. Neither are great by any means. It just shows that he has time. It's going to get better. Penalties in red zone offense will pick up. Go Broncos. I agree with the penalties and the offense getting better. Ryan, we had this conversation last week. I don't like the Manning and Russell Wilson comparison at all, especially when you're comparing them one and one. Yes, are they both on new teams? Yes. Are they both with new uh, offensive systems? Yeah, I mean, they're both systems that are catered to them. But yes, Peyton Manning did not play football for the entire year before those first two games and those first five games, which people point out saying the Broncos went two and three. Russell Wilson played football last yeah, year. Yeah, I, I think when people use these comparisons, they're not using them to say Russ is going to end up being Peyton or anything like that. It's more just to like remember that everything doesn't always go according to plan. Uh-huh. You know, and I think that is really important for everyone to remember is like Josh McDaniels was six and zero. Everything flipped on its head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mike Shanahan was one and one, as we learned. Like that's not that doesn't really make a big difference. But the point is that it's not the it's not always going to work the way you dreamed it up during six months of off season when we have nothing to do but to dream it up. <laughs> and that, you know, it all started with losing to the Seahawks. That was really a big issue. And I mentioned the re- the big reason behind it is because everyone was talking shit to the Seahawks fans yeah. all off season. And then we all, we all got made look, you know, to, to look like idiots. Yeah. So that set things off on the wrong foot. But I think when people bring up these comparisons, it's just to say, Hey, look, 
it doesn't always just work the way you thought it was going to. Yeah, and 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 it may not work the way we think it's going to for this entire season. I think this Russell Wilson experiment is going to work out for the Broncos this year. It just might not. I ha- I had them eleven and six. I was very optimistic. I think they're nine, maybe. I mean, th- this game is going to determine if they're a double-digit win team to me or not. Yeah, and to me, if they win, I'm I'm right where I was because I assume that they win, and that means things went right for them. Because I don't think that you're going to be able to win um, looking ugly this week. Now, mm-hmm. it could be a grind yeah. and, you know, difficult, but you're but not going to win making big mistakes and not punching the ball in in the end zone or in the red zone. Yeah. And I had uh, I had them 10-7 and seven this season with a loss to the 49ers. So it's the same as Zach, where if they win that one, all of a sudden right back on pace for double digits. Right, yep. right, right. And double digits, you're in the playoffs, are really close. Next one from Arvada. Luke, he says, fellas, I certainly underestimated the challenge of getting a good, juicy comment and as a new dad. Seems like we have a lot of babies coming or already here in the DNVR community. I'm excited for all of us. Arvada Luke Jr. arrived during halftime <laughs> of the Bills-Rams Rams game, so it seems she's be, she's a bona fide football fan. We all came home to the last thing I had been listening to, the DNVR Broncos podcast. Congratulations. Yes. That's way too cool. Arvada By the way, Luke. real quick, multiple um, spouses in the last couple of weeks have told me, Thank you for your podcast. It's the only way that I get my husband to clean. <laughs> oh, man. That is amazing. Just throw it in your ear. Yeah, there you go. exactly. We've um, probably turned up really loud in someone's ear vacuuming. There's right also been a couple that say, like, um, yeah, like, you know, the, the spouse is there and they're like, yeah. Uh, I only get to listen to the pod when they're not in the car. And I'm like, oh, what a nice way to introduce us. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. He goes on and says, a rapid-fire hot take sesh that I just have to get off my chest. One, the calls for Hackett's job after two, really day two, are asinine. If you are rooting for institutional chaos, lack of patience, and a general disregard for continuity of leadership, there is a franchise in Ohio that would love uh-huh. to have you. Two, I'd rather, I'd much rather have a good play caller that needs to learn a bit of clock management than an in, in, incapable play caller the, with the perfect timeouts. Who gives a crap if we get zero penalties on offense if we're only going to put up 13 points a game like we have the previous six years? Three, I feel like many fans think this is more of the same, forgetting the obvious and invisible commitment of this staff to learning and improving. They know they are a young, new staff. Hottest take? We will finish the season on a minimum of a seven-game win streak. That happens. They're winning the Super Bowl. I agree. Cheers. Keep the optimism pumping, and don't be afraid of a bar. Arvada Luke. Arvada Luke with a new baby. You probably do want to be afraid of going to a bar the next couple of weeks, or uh, your wife may not be happy. Nah, get out. (laughs) Enjoy it. Um, Ian B. in the comments saying he cleans to the podcast. If the Broncos won seven games to finish the season, they would have gone through a gauntlet of like every playoff team and just mowed them down oh my gosh and we they would be probably be the super bowl favorites yes they will be ready to go that's for sure and that's by the way including two games against the chiefs wow and the chargers that'd be sick 
Yes, it Thanks for be. even yep. just putting that in my head. It uh, yeah. Made, it made me <laughs> I love have it. Have a better day. And the final one from Bronco Oilers says, in light of KJ's injury history and the state of our wide receiver depth, do you think it's time to maybe fast track Montreal Washington on offense? He looks great with the ball in his hands so far and was inches away from making a huge play in the past game last week. I know there's always apprehension with getting young guys involved, especially given his draft position, but I have a hard time imagining that uh, that T-Rell won't end up being the guy KJ was supposed to be in the offense. I uh, <laughs> laughing at T-Rell. I think you're just like going it. Trell. Oh, the Trell. <laughs> well, I, was, T-Rell. I was like, is he referring to Tyler Lockett? Uh, like, what? What? Yeah, I didn't get it. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm in on this take. Fast track Montreal Washington into the offense, especially if all these other guys can't play. Um, yep. You know, I would rather have the volatility that comes with putting in a rookie who was drafted to be a returner than you know putting in a guy who hardly belongs on an nfl roster um montrell has looked electric with the ball in his hands he made a great effort on that slot fade they threw to him um i think they threw that to the short side of the field which i don't get um but i think he is he's just like a natural born playmaker and so he should get the ball I think the the tough part is, you know, he's a slot receiver. So when you're figuring out who to put in the slot, um, right now it's it's Kendall Hinton, it's Montreal Washington, and KJ Hamler. And that's assuming Jerry's out and KJ's in. So maybe you even bump KJ outside, although I think he's probably better in the slot. Kendall Hinton probably is a lot safer option. Montreal is more explosive. I'd be down to give Montreal those snaps, though. It doesn't have to be everything. You There'll know? be a rotation. You yeah. Know? I just want to see him get in there and just try to get him the ball in a, in a myriad of ways. Now, I feel like teams that do this get so married to it has to be some sort of misdirection trick play. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that. Like, use Montreal Washington on a drag route. You know, like, we've talked a couple times about that concept that they used to get um, – uh brandon cooks open last week and that one on the all 22 is so ugly um and there's also offensive pass interference like for sure on it tight end releases and just runs directly into jonas griffith who was actually supposed to follow brandon cooks on that play which still isn't you know what you want but that made alex singleton have to come from all the way across the other side of the field dodge jonas griffith who's getting picked and then go make that play so Mm -hmm. like Again, you know, that's the point of this stuff is you, you, you run a little pick. You run a little rub here and there um, to try and get away with it. They got away with it. got them a huge play. Get Montreal, the, Montreal Washington the ball in those types of ways because it's just get at the ball in space without having to, you know, telegraph what you're doing when he gets on the field. It's simple. A Montreal Washington package. That that's what you do. You just have a little package for him. Get him on the get him on the field for a couple of plays at least because he can be a playmaker. Uh, and Ian B just had another boy himself. So congratulations, Ian. Oh, congrats in the comments all the time. We appreciate you. All right, next one is. I think that none. was it. Yeah, we Great. did it. That does that does it wow. for us today. Um, appreciate everyone for tuning in. Like I said, we'll see you at the tailgate. You can come hang out with us at Breck tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We'll be on the tailgate show Sunday morning. 10 a.m. Post-game show here. Uh, So uh, lots of opportunities to connect with us this weekend, and we hope you take us up on that. Otherwise, we will catch you on the post-game show. Roll out the truck and took a country drive.